Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a palace right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Hello. I have three questions for you. When you're talking NBA with your white co-workers, do you say that Dallas Mavericks point guard Luka Doncic is the best player in the NBA to position yourself as non-threatening in the office? And when black people think that you talk like a white person, do you reply, hey, hey, you would too if you graduated from an HBCU. Are you Rachel Dozer? If you do or are any one of these three, then you are suffering from the contribution of white privilege. Hi, my name is Nassour Nuru, and if you are looking to go from Wayne Newton to Wayne Brady, please give us a call at 1-800-HELL-NO-CAMS. That's 1-800-HELL-NO-CAMS. Give us a call now before you turn into TV. Everybody on a Martin, everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash a bird in 40 on the Yeah, I'm acting nerdy if it's at the appellation to the appellation. I'ma do whatever that it takes to make a black nation. Hold on. Zeus. Mr. Zeus. My brother. You were in the movie, and now you've developed this, the no, no Holds Barred is the name of the movie. You're in this movie with Hulk Hogan, and somehow uh, you all haven't been getting along. What is the problem? Your friend that you had on the show a month ago, my brother, is a paper champion. He's a very insecure Person, I am the real star of no host bar. Zoom star. Don't let me off. Don't let me off. Yes, question. Oh, the 28. This is the Late Night Flight alongside the informative Hanif Sowell. I am the now river of New Jersey, Nassua Nuru. And what you just heard was a piece of the sensational Sherry Martell and R.I.P., the one and only, the greatest Debo, the greatest bully in American history, Tiny Lister as Zeus on the Arsenio Hall show in 1989 to declare war on Hulkamania. All right. Hanif, we was talking about uh, Tiny Lister, Debo, being a noun or a verb. What say you to that? Yeah, so Debo has become a verb in, you know, popular culture. You know what I'm saying? I used it myself. Like, yo, I'm about to Debo that. And if I say that reference, you already know that I'm about to take something that doesn't belong to me and make it mine. Um, I actually was introduced to, to Tiny as Zeus. 
And I remember going to see No Holds Bar. Uh, and then I remember I used to be scared, like, yo, this probably the dude that could beat Hulk Hogan for real. Like, I, this is before I realized wrestling was fake. But I used to be like, he gonna, he gonna murk Hulk Hogan. In my younger days, Hulk Hogan was the ultimate person. Like, yo, I, I f*** with Hulk Hogan, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but now today, I'm like, I should have been rooting for the black man. <laughs> After the things you didn't heard about Hulk Hogan now in these days, in these modern days, you definitely wish you would have voted for, not voted for, but rooted for Zeus in 1989 during SummerSlam when he tag teamed with Macho Man Randy Savage against uh, Hulk Hogan and I believe Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Now, Tiny Lister started his career as a pro wrestler, six foot five dude, 275 pounds, and the dude was solid. That's crazy. Early roles included HBO football series First and Ten. He had a movie appearance in Beverly Hills Cop 2 with Eddie Murphy. Of course, he was in No Holds Barred in 1989. But let's be for real. Let's just be for real. Because he's been in, he was the president of the galaxy in uh, The Fifth Element. He's been, he was the guy that threw the threw the Joker's device out on uh, The Dark Knight when Batman was facing the Joker, the, the, new, the, the newer version of these Batmans. But let's be honest, the greatest most notable role that Tiny Lister came, uh, Tiny Lister done is in the 1995 classic film. And this is an American film. I know this is a black American film, of course, but it is so great. We are, er, er, I think every person, black, white, you know what I'm saying, Latino, Asian, everybody is into this movie. And I think this is the movie that made Ice Cube into the director. Like he's a director. He's more than just an actor. He's more than just a rapper. He's a director. And that is Friday. Definitely. Um, Definitely. I want to ask you this, and we can go into Friday real fast if you if you like. My question to you is, as you know, they're supposed to make a movie called Last Friday. Mm-hmm. So that's still in the works. I don't know if they you know, completed it with Debo or without Debo. But let me just ask you, would you like to see Vin Reigns or Damon from Brooklyn Nine-Nine or from, uh, I believe that was a... Uh, Next Friday after next, he, they, he was on. He he was introduced to Damon. I don't know his real name, but I'm gonna just call him Damon. Would you want to see one of those two be the new Debo? Uh, Terry Crews uh, played Damon in Friday after the next, right? Yeah, true. But I would probably vote for Vin Rhames. Um, I guess based on what his Melvin character in um, Baby Boy, but. I uh yeah, Terry Crews is done up in these streets. Why you say he done up? Why you say that? <laughs> Just is the questionable stuff that he be saying on Twitter, like I feel like and the fact that he liked to jump, he liked to jump up and kick his legs together for white people. You know what I'm saying? Like literally. You know like, he also, you know he also went online or on Twitter talking about I and I guess this was around the whole speaking out movement and he was talking about how uh, the white directors or the white producers that were in Hollywood groped him and asked to see his penis and like that. You know what I mean? He talked about that. Have you ever heard anything like that from Terry Crews? Yeah, that, like I heard about that. And that's another reason because it's like, yo, you're you're out here trying to do the Me Too movement saying that the, the director groped you or whatever or whoever groped you. But then you go out in front of these award shows and these cameras and you chuck and jive at the command of white people. So what's the difference, in my opinion? But let us not digress from, you know, the man of the hour who 
you know, we want to show love to Tiny Lister. Word. Debo, Debo definitely ushered in your your uh, Terry Cruises. I wouldn't say Vin Reigns, he was there at the same time, but, you know, like like the that brute character, you know, that brute, uh, what you call that? When you're typecast, you're typecast as a brute, uh, you know, he's he's the start of that. Well, I don't say he's, he's not necessarily the start because you could say Carl Weathers could be the start, but as far as just straight up, like the hood style bully, yeah, no one done it better, no one looked better doing it than Debo. What was your favorite Debo move or Debo scene in Friday? Uh, I, I just watched it the other night too, just to kind of, you know, get caught up, but it's a classic. But he, um, when he came up, to, to Smokey and Craig when they were sitting on the porch and he's like, yo, what you got on my 40, homie? And then he ran Smokey Pockets and then he like, uh, he told Craig like, yo, what's up? What you got? Craig like, I ain't got nothing. He like, y'all some hot rollers and y'all broke. Like, he just, the way that, like the audacity of a character to come up and be like, yo, how much money you got for my 40? I ain't even sharing it with you. That shit is just hilarious still to this day. Why is Congress asking the American people what you got on my 40, homie? Yo, I really feel like Congress is trying to debo the American people. Because here we are in the pandemic, second wave. Like, my state, Pennsylvania, just actually tech put us on uh, another lockdown as of Friday at 4 p.m., right? So here we are, Congress is literally kicking a can down the road when it comes to the budget to pay for, you know, just the country doing its everyday business. They won't pass a relief bill. When they when they was talking about passing a relief bill, right, they were going to uh, talk about giving out another round of checks plus increasing the unemployment thing or whatever. So they're like, all right, now y'all got to make a choice. Either we're going to send $600 to every person or we gonna give three hundred dollars a week in unemployment to the people who ain't working. Y'all, y'all decide. So I'm like, that's some real debo. And I had made a joke a couple weeks back, like, yo, Congress is like, they wait until they get the second pass due notice with the red marks, like we're about to shut your off before they decide to pay their bills. And that's how they live. And then they tell Americans they should do different. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but at the same time, again, we talked about this last week about who's to blame about the panic of COVID where, you know, look, I'm all about staying home. I'm all about wearing masks. I'm all about staying healthy, being clean, boosting up your immune system. But we fear mongered and that that gave Congress an advantage on us because realistically, realistically, they should have been giving us checks. Yeah. Like Ben been giving us checks, been giving us checks. You are paying people to stay home, stay safe, not have to go open up their business, go open up their store, all that. Look, I'm going to just keep it real with you. So I do want to shout out this restaurant. I used to work at this restaurant. I don't like to tell people that I work at this restaurant. Not because the restaurant, I mean, I made great money at the restaurant being a male thought server. So I'm cool with that. But so here's the funny. Here's the funny thing. Yesterday I go to Hook and Reel in West Orange, right? No problem. Go there. You know it's COVID season. You know, and supposedly everything is spiking up, right? It's just going crazy, spiking up. 
So shout out to Hook and Rail. Shout out to my homegirl, my captain, my former manager. Her name is Hania. She's great. She's awesome. And she made sure everybody downloaded our podcast, Hanif. Made sure everybody downloaded the podcast, right? Now, I'm about to say something. I, she's probably going to hear this, but you ain't got to tell everybody this. You know what I'm saying? But I don't care because we're talking about this whole COVID thing. And, you know, I ate some wings. I had some uh, New Zealand mussels, half pound of that, whatever, garlic butter. Went home, you know, did my usual smoke, talked to my homegirl who runs the podcast. She will not get pub until she pubs us. Now, I go to sleep, right? I don't know what happened, but God woke me up. It's like 1.30 in the morning. All I heard in my mind was uh, Tupac, Casey, and JoJo talk about, let me see you toss it up. <laughs> I was on this toilet going crazy, just... I mean, I saw all chunks of whatever I was eating. I seen all of that, yo. It was crazy. I mean, and, and for a second, I'm like, oh my God, do I have COVID? Like, what's going on? I don't know. Like, I can still smell things. You know, my point I'm making is, is that we're so up, down, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, trying to figure out this, uh, this COVID. But the funny thing about all of it is, while we're trying to figure out about COVID and whether we should be outside, not be outside, there's a lady that just received the vaccine in the UK. Now that's happening right now. It's December. Trump told us that this vaccine could be administered in December. We have to wait for those who want to take the vaccine, of course. We have to wait until inauguration day, January 20th, so Biden can say the first 100 days we're going to administer 100 million vaccines to people. That's like all this is just weird because we done hated on somebody so hard to get him out of office. Although he did make a, a, you know, kind of a right prediction, letting people know like, hey, December, it's going to go down. But they're telling us we still may not be able to do anything until April. It's just very, very weird to me. That's just if I sound like I'm in confusement, that's because Congress has put us in confusement. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pally right here. What fine? What state is Kyrie Irving making by not talking to the media? And what's up with James Harden? Okay, so let's start with Kyrie Irving first. This motherfucker. You know, it's so funny because this dude is so nice. I'm talking about, in my opinion, even though he's Rod Strickland's godson, he's two times the player that Rod Strickland was. And in my opinion, this is going to be a crazy opinion right here, but Kyrie Irving is Two times as good as Iverson. Absolutely. Really? Oh, my God. First of all, the one thing that he has that Iverson don't have is a straight-up natural jump shot. Okay. Kyrie has a jumper. Like, that's not even a conversation. And he can hit you with the cross, pull up on somebody that's 6'8". Mind you, this dude's like 6'3", 6'2". And can hit that jumper, no problem. AI is more of a streaky shooter. You know what I mean? Like once he get hot and once he, you know, start, you know, he start reminiscing that he back in the park doing it in Philly, it's over. Like it's nothing you could do about this. You know what I mean? Well, in Virginia, because he's actually from Richmond, Virginia. But anyway, back to Kyrie Irving. So Kyrie has, uh, I believe he used his own platform, his own media platform to release a statement about what the season is going to entail. Now you got to understand this, Hanif. They're, you know, the reason why they make this money they're contracted with these TV stations like right. ESPN and CBS and NBA TV and ABC. They have 
to let those journalists in and ask questions, no matter how stupid they are. Now, my thing about this is very simple. I like to use Russell Westbrook as my example. Russell, I wish I, I should have got a clip, but I thought that the NBA would probably get me or something. But Russell Westbrook don't give a f- about what you ask him. He will disrespect you. Right. I like that. You know what I mean? Like if you find, yo, if you hear a stupid question, run him down. Kyrie Irving is, you know, he's very, uh, I don't want to call him intelligent. He, he acts as if he's intelligent. So what he wants to do is put on this, this leader, this leadership role where he's like, yo, you don't, you know, this is what Twitter is for. This is what Instagram is for. It's about us putting our own platform. Like, bro, it's your Twitter, it's your Instagram. You can wear what you want, say what you want. But when it's time for the NBA to start their season, which is happening December 22nd, yeah, bro, they want you at the press conference with Kevin Durant and Steve Nash. And you got to sit there and, you know, even if it's some corny vanilla you need to say, you're going to have to say that. Now, let's get to James Harden real fast. Yo, so Steven Jackson, a former NBA player, in my opinion, probably one of the realest personalities from the NBA. He was very upset about Kyrie Irving, called him out, saying, I mean, not Kyrie Irving, called out James Harden, saying, yo, how you going to do this to, you know, your new head coach who happens to be a black American? You can't be doing that to your black brother. You over here not showing up to camp, not showing up for practice. You over here telling the Houston Rockets management that you want to be traded to the Brooklyn Nets. And you got to think about this for a second, Hanif. This guy has been battling the Golden State Warriors for about the last four or five years, and he almost beat him twice. This is an older James Harden. This is the James Harden that came off the bench playing with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook back in 2011. This is nine years from now, from then, rather. So you got to understand, this is a player that wants to win a chip right now. He's not going to, in his opinion, he's not going to win a chip with John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, two NBA players, two NBA All-Star players that haven't really been playing in the last two seasons due to injury. So I don't like the fact that they, again, trying to use race to try to embattle, uh, you know, a, a personal a personal opinion, a personal uh, suggestion that James Harden may have on himself for his career. Because at the end of the day, who's looking out for your career but you? But what say you to any of that that I just said? Um... Questions. I have questions. Yes, sir. Um, do is if James Harden is, was to go to the Nets. Yes. Would that would he be able to do that with Kyrie and Kevin Durant? What do you mean? Do what with Kyrie and Kevin? Would he be able to play with them? Oh, like would they be able to mesh? Well, is that trade feasible to have like that big three on one team? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, you're going to have, you know, we'll have to talk to, you know, real NBA executives for that, you know, <laughs> just to see to see if the, you know, because uh, again, when you trade people, it's about the money matching up. James Harden money, you know, he's like one of the top 10 paid players in the NBA. Correct. So the Nets would have to give up at least three players, a couple of, you know, a couple of lottery picks. That's just off the top of my mind because I know they're not going to give up Kevin Durant. I know they're not going to give up Kyrie Irving for uh, James Harden, even though in the news, Houston is saying, oh, you can have James Harden. We want Kevin Durant or uh, Kyrie Irving. They're not doing that. That's not even happening. You know, so they got to find some way to do the, you know, uh, a sign and trade. And, you know, in my opinion, I feel James Harden. You know, he wants to take a sh- hey, yo, listen, realistically. They'll breeze through the East. If it's a, yo, if you're telling me a team with Kyrie Irving, K- 
Kevin Durant and James Harden as your big three, they're breezing through the East and they're fighting, you know, they're fighting for that chip versus hopefully, yeah, I'm being, I'm saying hopefully that's right. Hopefully it'd be LeBron and AD. That'd be great. I would love to see that. That is a big money fight right there. That is Roy Jones, Mike Tyson, you know, if they were in their prom. So that's what I would want to see. That's what I, that's what I would pay top dollar to see. And now we have Hanif Sowell, the senior correspondent of the light-skinned delegation. Wait, what the f*** is that? Light-skinned delegation? We, the light-skinned delegation slash coalition slash network, will not be liable for any emotional injuries incurred by pursuing light-skinned women as a result of the Keisha Cole Ashanti versus battle. We knew the battle would be postponed because light-skinned women like to get your hopes up and then shatter your dreams. We have warned you all in the past about the possible collateral damage that comes from falling for our light-skinned sisters. Only a light-skinned woman will say she might as well have cheated on you while on her way to cheating on you. I may not come when you call, but I'm always on time is a light-skinned woman's God complex. If she has her baby hairs gelled down with door knocker earrings, please do not engage. We ask that you only pursue in the late spring, early summer, so that you can begin your recovery process in early fall as to avoid seasonal depressive disorder. A light-skinned woman will buy you a 2021 Audi Q7 as a gift for giving her good and then tell you not to question why it's in another man's name. Many of you will not listen, and therefore, we have extra operators manning our suicide prevention hotlines. You have been warned. No further questions at this time. Push us through crowd. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pally right here. Bye, Felicia. At what point in dating is it cool to borrow money? Yeah, I feel like if you dating somebody or in that dating phase, you should never borrow money from a person. Because at that point, as a man, especially as a man, you're supposed to be trying to set an example to show like, yo, I got my together. I'm on point with my finances and this, that, and the third. At least your representative got to show and prove like, yo, I got my together. Have you got to hit your homeboy up and be like, yo, I'm on a date with this chick and I needed like $40 real quick so that I could cover the bill. Like you could probably get that off, but you shouldn't let her know. You shouldn't show your hands to let her know like, yo, I'm, I'm still needing to borrow money. Yo, how does that conversation go in a dating, uh, in a, in dating mode anyway? How does that start? Can, can we improvise that? I, like, I don't mind. I'll, I'll, damn, I don't want to say I don't mind. I'll play the woman. <laughs> what the f***? Okay, you know what? No role play. That I mean, ain't doing that. But, um. I could give, but I could give you a scenario. Okay, like, give me a scenario. All right, so you're kicking it with a person and they hit you via text. Mm-hmm. They probably don't have the courage to call you. And they like, listen, uh, my phone about to get shut off. Uh, do you think you could cash at me $100? Mm. Right? In a dating scenario, that's going to turn me off. Like, I'm going to be like, whoa. I might, I might send $100. You know what I'm saying? But 
it's going to make me look at you in a way like, nah, this can't be serious. I'm not going to take this serious whatsoever. Are you willing to do uh, John 316? Okay, John 316, from what I heard, it goes a little something like this. Thou shalt ask for the if you are asking me for the money or for thy money when you want something from me when we're dating. What say you on that? Yeah, like if you having sex with the person, I feel like if y'all make it to that point, then you kind of have to. No, no, hold on. What if we? What if you wasn't? Well, you know what? I, I'll get to that. We'll put that on the shelf. But let's say you didn't have sex and they just jumped out and asked. Let's say this is the second month of y'all dating. You haven't cracked yet. All right. That's right. I'm using gangster terms. You haven't cracked yet. Okay. And then she hits you with the move. Yeah. Are you willing to text her back and be like, well, listen, can you come over and get this money? And, you know, please wear that sexy lingerie. I, me personally, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't ask that. Okay. I for sex in exchange for the help, but what I would do is I probably would not continue to date her though either. So you would give her the money, but wouldn't date her no more. Yeah. So she won the war. She has. She got something out of you without even getting something into her. I mean, it's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. I guess. Oh, you saying I'm a sucker for thinking in that way? No, no, no. This is no name calling. This is we're 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 finding out, you know, the 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 sequence of events as men. This is not us to be like, oh, you're a John, you're a trick, you're a you know, you're a sucker, you a hoe. You know, none of that, none of that. It's so you this know, is, this is the I'm in a buy Nate moment for you. I mean, yeah, 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 absolutely. But you know what's so funny? My female friend who has a podcast who I will not plug yet until she plugs us. She likes to talk. She talks about this a little bit. She says, you you know, when you help a woman out of desperation, you're definitely going to get some, you know what? Hmm. Yeah. So that's why, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just slow rolling this process to you because my thing is if I, if I gave a woman any type of money. I don't care if it was $55 to pay the Metro PCS bill. Like, I am definitely asking about some some of this stuff. You want, you want like, yo, I'm going to help you out with this, but you got to do something strange with some change. I wouldn't even come at it like that. It's like, oh, I, you need that? Ayo, I need you to come through to come get this. Okay. And then when she come to the house and she knock on the door, I'm going to be like, yo, the door open. And then she's going to be like, where you at? I'm in the shower. <laughs> and I'm hopping out that shower butt ass naked like oh you you must be ready <laughs> and she gonna be like what the fuck is you talking about I'm gonna be like yo listen you wanted some money to pay your Metro's PCS bill I willing to give you some money if you can make me in 15 minutes cause I have a podcast to do <laughs> hey, uh, we'll see how that go <laughs> next question next question alright next question Hey, Ms. Parker. Do men care for a woman's body as a result of plastic surgery or not? When you gonna let me Ms. Parker? <laughs> uh, yo, person, me personally, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I feel like at the end of the day, you know, we are visual as men. And if she you know, felt in her heart of hearts that she wanted to get her body 
to look better in a way and not can enjoy that, then I'm with it. Like, I'm not going to be like, yo, you, you have, you know, you didn't work out, you didn't go to the gym or anything like that. However you got to it and your self-confidence there and you still popping it like you would pop it with confidence, then I'm with it. Okay, so I'm trying to find the I'm trying to find the the article that you that you sent me about it because the lady the lady she you know she's about to get in trouble she's a she's a plastic surgeon when I surgeon she's a she's a masseuse uh, she's a she's a yes a massage therapist right um, so and and if I could just give some background real quick right so when a woman or a person gets cosmetic surgery that uses uh-huh. their body. Whether it's like a Brazilian butt lift uh, or a fat transfer or a liposuction, what happens is they have drainage that that happens where they go to a massage therapist and that person like kind of massages the area where the the um, the scar tissue is, and then it drains out all of the fluids and stuff that's not going to be necessary for when the healing happens and the transformation takes place. So this is when they do liposuction or Brazilian butt lifts uh, and the masseuse shoves blood and fluids through the surgical slits, correct? Right. Okay, okay. So this is basically illegal technically and she's like, F that, I got to get this money. It's COVID season. I can't play that game. And she's basically making her her, her license uh, revoked so what what say you on that? Because they're they're saying that these these uh this how can I say this this uh what do you call that? I don't want to call it a workout. This procedure this procedure right. is can actually mess up the surgery that these women been doing. Really? Yeah. This is what this is why she's about to have a license revoked because it's be, it's not necessarily uh healthy supposedly. Right. Supposedly based on. The time of between the time of them getting the surgery and them go ahead because I'm pretty sure what these women want they want that that butt to look soft, yeah, and it's finally soft. They want that thing to be soft, so they trying to massage, get all that toxic plastic poison up out, you know what I'm saying, and still make it look normal. Let me tell you something, as as a man that goes to the gym, there is this Dominican woman. I must say, oh my god. I know that booty is fake, but God, do it look good in them workout pants, right? So this is what I realized about plastic surgeries, fake butts, fake breasts, but more like fake butts. Because you know what? With That's very subjective. I'm not even a big, you know, breast man in the first place. I mean, I love a good breast, you know, or two, you know, well, usually two or four, you know, but I'm just saying for me, I'm, you know, I'm into the butt. Right. I like regular not regular <laughs> that's that's not true i like what i'm saying about regular i'm just saying if you're a normal everyday woman and you work out and you're just trying to get your butt to the best butt you can possibly be that's the butt that i want i don't want plastic surgery butt i don't like that butt it's too much it, first of all it's too much maintenance so if if she winds up wifing you or you know hubbying you you're going to have to you know pony up some money for that maintenance and on top of it it's it looks Visually impressive. The feel of it and all that, that is whack. Well, let me, let me, and it, like from my experience, mm-hmm. right? I feel like, uh, I don't feel like 
the Brazilian butt lift and what they're doing now is essentially they are taking fat from undesired areas of mm-hmm. your arms, your, your midsection, your abdomen, and then they're transferring that fat tissue to your... Now you right? got some woman smelling like armpits. You over here like, what is going on? I'm sorry, continue, <laughs> continue. My apologies. <laughs> so the feel of it, like I think the feel that you're talking about is when women would get silicone injected into their butts and then it kind of gives it like this hard, you know, whatever feeling that is not natural. Whereas with the fat transfer, when the fat is in the butt, like it still gets that soft jiggly feeling that feels more natural than you would with silicone butt injection. Right, but now they're getting it from the part of the stomach where, you know, saying that raw steak they was eating the last two weeks is at, and I'm just, don't, I don't have no time for that. It's like, I'm trying to get some not shop right, all right? Like, yo, please separate these things. Yeah. You know, please. Like, this is this is a bit much. That's why I like workout chicks. I don't like, you know, it's so I don't know if you ever seen this, but have you ever seen a woman with a like a fat butt because of the surgery? But their legs look like sticks? Yeah. Oh like who thinks that's attractive? Yeah. That's not attractive. It's not. It's it, I mean, in some cases, like where you can tell where it's like, yo, your thighs don't match yeah. Like you got skinny thighs, but then your butt is huge. Like you look like a backwards letter P from the from the foot to the waist. You, you definitely can tell. So I feel like you know women who opt to get that surgery for for whatever reason they want to get it for, they should take that into consideration. But as a man, though, like I don't know that necessarily if I'm in a strip club and she steps in front of me, depending on how proportionate it is, I'll probably throw some dollars in it and still show her some love. I mean... Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet s*** right here. Time to play the game where we find out who's capping. It is... This is some We already know what this game is. This is the game where we find out if this is the bullshit. All right, Hanif, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, beginning in the fall of 2022, the Vince McMahon state of Connecticut will be the first state in the nation to offer African-American, Black, Puerto Rican, and Latino studies. That's awesome. Although high schools are required to provide the curriculum, they are not required to take it though. Hanif, is it bullshit? That America wants to give you a quote-unquote choice of which history you consider American history. Yeah, that's some bullshit. Like, we need to be able to make sure that we know the history that we're supposed to have, and that should be mandatory for all people. All white people should read Emmett Till straight up, all right? All white people read about Emmett Till may change your life. Former Illinois Sheriff's deputy and founder of a terrorist militia, Michael Harry, faces a minimum, a minimum of 35 years after being found guilty on hate crime charges for bombing a Minnesota mosque back in 2017. Hanif, is it bullshit? This is definitely bullshit. Is it bullshit that you only receive 35 years if you throw shade to Allah, but you get the death penalty if you throw shade to God? Yeah, that's some bullshit. Cause Allah has got 
Very good. 91-year-old Margaret Keenan. God, God bless the queen. All right. 91-year-old Margaret Keenan has become the first person in the world to take that Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine with 4 million more UK heads being administered the vaccine by the end of December. So, Hanif, here is the question. It's a long one, but check me out. Is it bullshit? That while the United Kingdom will be giving 4 million vaccines in December, America is going to make you wait on it until January 20th when Biden gets in office to administer his pledge of a million, uh, 100 million vaccines to 100 million people in the first 100 days in office. Is it bullshit we have to wait an extra month? It's definitely bullshit. It should always be America first. Former NFL player and light-skinned football player version of Huey Freeman from the Boondocks, greatest cartoon ever, Colin Kaepernick is teaming up with Ben and Jerry to bring joy on the journey to justice. That joy is a vegan ice cream flavor entitled Change the World, W-H-I-R-L-D, which is a caramel, non-dairy, sunflower, butter, and fudge chips with graham crackers and chocolate, uh, chocolate cookies swirled in. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Is it bull that Ben and Jerry just made the black movement vanilla in one scoop? You don't have to answer that, Hanif. The answer is fuck yeah, fuck you. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> so before we get up out of here, we just want to share this clip with you. Uh, this clip is, I don't know what this rap group is. I didn't even try to find out who they are, anything like that. We just seen three people, three black people at a Trump rally that happened recently, and this went down. Now, Hanif, you said it's got a bop to it, you said, right? Yeah, I think it's a bop. Like, I, I can see myself listening to it and kind of tapping my feet at the very least. So if you were white, you would say that this slaps. No? Yes? <laughs> yeah. If oh. I was white, I would definitely say it slaps. Let's play it. Why did Obama send money to that Wuhan lab? What is George Soros doing with all of his cash? Why did China take that horror guy and drop him a bag? Why is there so much propaganda? Funny you ask. How about that Bill Gates vaccine? Sorry, I'll pass. Gun-toting patriot. God-fearing patriot. Bryson Wadden, man. Gun-toting Bible. The cage, cause he innocent. Martin Roger Stone. Cause the run know that he's innocent. Yo, the fact, the fact that he stopped it, this, this is how you know he a real rapper, because the, the music f***ed up on him. He ain't give a f***. Word. Acapella, let's get this going. I ain't playing. 
Obama spent that money in a Wuhan lab. <laughs> My man said, tell Jesse Smile, yay, this is MAGA country. What? <laughs> hilarious. Party, party Roger Stone. Hey, yo, he was in here. Yo, on some real shit, yo, whoever this dude that was rapping it, he was ripping it and he knew names and he was very, very, you know, into the political system in America. You got to give him that. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a palace right here. What did I do to deserve you? Promise I will never hurt you. I feel the warmth of saving my faith. Got disappointment all by my face. They keep on trying to surface our faith. We keep on trying to light up the way. Building you up while they tearing you down. Lifting you up and I give you the crown. We gotta show them the power of now. Donald Trump, cause that is a clown. Love me like I love you. Promise I will never hurt Disappointment all on my face They keep on trying to service our fate We keep on trying to light up the way Building you up while they tearing you down Lifting you up and I give you the crown We gotta show them the power of now I'm Donald Trump cause that is a clown Love me like I love you Broken heart 